What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. This is episode number 147, and I am here with a Mr. Olympia champion, Kamal Elgargni. How are you, sir? Hey, what? I'm, I'm, I'm really good. It's a pleasure for me to be with you broadcast. You broadcast, you know, it's the one of the biggest um, watch and a lot of big views. So everybody, all the fans, they love it. So uh, yeah. I'm really happy to, to be with you guys. Well, thank you for making the time to come on, man. I wanted to talk to you because you are one of the outliers of our sport. You, for those who don't know, you are 51 years old, correct? That's correct. Okay. So I, I'm sorry, but being 43 years old and knowing how hard bodybuilding is when you get past 40, I want to start by talking to you about how are you making things work? You know, a lot of people talk about Dexter Jackson, or they talk about Phil Klahar, or they talk about all these guys who obviously have great physiques at their age as well. But I don't hear a lot of people saying Kamal's 51. And how do you keep looking so fresh and young at 51 years old? Um, to be honest, what I think um, one of the things I've been blessed, uh, uh, all these people, they pray for me, people, they love me. I think this is this is one of the reasons. Uh, plus, maybe I didn't abuse my body much at the amateur days. Okay, okay. Um, I, I I stayed a long time at the amateur days. I was competing like for nearly twenty five years just doing amateurs. Okay, and I, as you know, uh, before the IFPP, like uh, before they split, whatever the IFPP, most most of their shows, most of their show are they are drug tested. Yeah, so. The top three, we have to get tested. So this is, I think, this is one of the reasons that because I haven't, we, as you know, we, we cannot use much gear. Yeah. We cannot use much stuff. So um, almost say natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I think this is one of the biggest reasons, to be honest. And training smart, I'm not pushing myself really like, uh, because I was limited, I had to be like 85. I was competing like um, 85 kilos or 90 kilos. I'm not pushing that much to be like heavyweight or whatever. So yeah. they want me. And the thing is, I um, I was competing for Qatar. Um, they hired me to compete for them and represent Qatar. They want me in that kind of class. So yeah. there is no pressure on me. Oh, we need you heavyweight. So to push whatever, a lot of stuff and a lot of gear yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So they kept me that kind of fresh. I think this is the biggest reason and the biggest thing uh, that it's um, helped me to do what I do and improve. When I turned a pro, so I was having a lot of weapons, whatever I say it, that I've never used. I've never like gone crazy. We've never yeah. gone that because of what I just said. Yeah. So as soon as I attained a pro, we started taking whatever we're taking and my body's been responding so much and yeah. improving and I'm still improving. So, I mean, I woke up this morning, I said to myself, like, oh my God, I look even better. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, thank God. I've been really thankful, blessed um, with all these years. And to be honest, comparing me with Dexter Jackson and all the uh, all these names you just mentioned, yeah. to me, this is this is a really big thing because I always see Dexter and all these guys, they are legends. Yeah, but uh, I'm 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 one of them now, and and that's big to me. That's really yeah, well, big to me. you deserve it. I mean, your physique is amazing. You just did the Tampa and Texas Pro in the Open class and fared very well. A lot of people thought you could have won Tampa. So I mean, that's a 
huge feather in your cap because Akeem has been as high as top six or five at the Olympia. So yes, for some people to think that you were ahead of him is, is a huge uh, win for you. But I want to go back because I think a lot of people have a lot of confusion about how things work in the Middle East with competing. So yeah. I want to try and delve into it a little bit more and get a little bit more explanation from you. So let's start with like, when did you start competing in the, in the, in the Middle East? When did you start your com- competitive days? Well, I mean, um, I, I will tell you exactly. I started competing in uh, 94. I started training in 93 yeah. and was my first show was 94. That was in Libya. 94, I, um, I was committed like in Libya and there is a coach, my God, wrestling in BC, passed away. And he told me, Kamal, I think if you be at the right place, you will be a world champion. So I won my first show in Libya, took my bag, and I left. How old were Just you then? How old were I you? Was 20, I was 22. 22, your first show. Okay. Yeah, 22 or 23 in my first show, yes. Yeah. I started late. I, wasn't, I didn't start like uh, when I was 16 or 15, but because of like work, my dad, you know, you know what's the background yeah. before the, or the Middle East. Now, yeah. after school, you have to go and learn your trade because my business family back then, it's all um, uh, joinery, carpentry. This, this is my trade, actually. I was carpenter with my dad, and then when I went away. So I left Libya, and I went to Malta for three years, and then I moved to UK. So I was from 98, 97, I was in UK. Okay. All these years, I was, I was living in UK, so I've been competing. And, that, and then I moved. Um, I want to be honest, I, I used to compete NADA uh, okay. when I was in UK. Yep. And I won the Britain. I won the overall Britain. I won how much, the. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Kamal. How much did you yeah. weigh? How much did you weigh in your first show, and how much did you weigh in the shows when you were winning in the in the UK? My first show was seventy kilos. So like one hundred and sixty pounds, I think. Something, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. And then, okay. and then when I was in when I was in UK, it just under eighty kilos. Now, when you're weighing, are you be, are you winning the overalls? Like, are you beating the the, the heavyweights yes. and the super heavy? Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Wow. I was winning. I won the UK overall. I was like eighty uh, seventy eight kilo maybe. Wow. I was okay. the short. I was the shortest class, and then I beat the overall, and I won the overall Europe as well, and wow. I won the overall world, and I won the universe in UK as well in my class. So I won a lot of shows against these big guys. So I've been in a mix from before. So, so and this is all in your early 20s like 24 to 28 in that time or yeah, yeah. Th- that's that's about in 20 um yeah 26 27 that's yeah. when i moved yeah. to uk and then um, moved from there i had a chance to move to qatar uh qatar they, then they were like preparing for the asian games in qatar okay uh, they're trying to do something you know qatar is like they don't have enough uh, athletes so they don't have that but they willing to hire some people to represent them yeah. so my name clicked one of the names they invited me to go over there over there and then i did guest post for them they said that's it we want you so i stayed working with qatar competing for them 11 years in them 11 years i won the asian games 11 years in a row <laughs> <laughs> yes. okay so but that helped you know, listen that helps me a lot to understand because i hear all the time that uh, this country or that country pays somebody to stay there and compete. And that's why a lot of Middle Eastern guys don't leave the Middle East to be in the IFBB because they're getting paid to stay in those countries and compete. So you were paid by Qatar to compete for them to represent them in the Asian Games. Yes. That's, that's, yes. Can I yes, ask that's... Can I ask you, I won't ask you specific detail, but 
are they paying you enough money to have a living wage or do you also have to work at the same time? Never worked. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Believe me, I mean, I'll tell you exactly the numbers. I don't, I'm not hiding anything. So for people to understand, to understand, we here like talk open. It doesn't matter. And then I have to give Qatar their, uh, their right because they looked after me very well. Sure. Um, So when, when I moved to Qatar, they asked me to um, compete for them. And I said, okay. So I moved over there. I haven't moved over there. They've told me, we we want you to compete two shows a year. Asian Championship, that's before, because I, I went to Qatar 2003, and then they were preparing for the Asian Games. That shows you the country, how really working hard. And there was the Asian Games 2006. Yeah. So ahead, they prepare ahead yeah, to yeah. make sure like they win as much medal as they could to win the Asian Games, which is, which is very smart. And that's yeah. why we see Qatar the way we've seen it now. Yeah. I mean, when I went to Qatar, 2003 was like nothing there, completely nothing there. Yeah. And now if you go to Qatar, like, oh, my God, man, these people, they work so hard and their country is like unbelievable. But when you moved there and there was nothing and you went from the UK, did you think to yourself, there's nothing here? What am I going to do? Or was the money so good that you had to stay? Uh, like what I said at the beginning, um, Fouad, uh, they've told me you don't have to live here. You oh, come okay. from UK? Yes, I was living in UK okay. for two years. Yeah. Uh, and then I go and compete for them, just yeah. to compete for them. Okay. Until and then in 2004, I got married. And then, so my wife, she went with me to UK and then we went to Qatar. She said, no, we're going to stay in Qatar. She, is she, she from, loved, did your wife, she's is your wife Libya, from Qatar? From Libya. Oh, from, from Libya. Libya. Okay. No, from okay. Libya, yeah. yeah. And then she's like, oh, uh, Qatar is better for us. I don't want to stay in UK. I said, okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so we, yeah, we decide, we decide to stay in Utah. So 2003, I competed for Qatar, representing Qatar, Asian Championship and the World Championship. Uh, I won the Asian Championship. That's the first show we did. And then I come second at the uh, World Championship. Uh, the IFBB was in India, Mumbai. Uh, and then since then, I've been competing for Qatar. Uh, I won, I think, five or six times World Championship IFBB with Qatar. Like wow. what I said, I won, I won the Asian Games all the time. And that's when I met Hadi Shuban and Ali Tabrizi. So I was battling with Hadi, with Hadi then. Yeah, so yeah. Some, some, sometimes he beats me, sometimes I beat him. I beat him a few times. Yeah. He beat me a few times. And then, um, and then like 2006, when the Asian Games, you see, it's the first time ever bodybuilding is being in the Olympic Games, yeah. which is Qatar, they managed because they hold... They hold the Asian Games in Qatar, and I was able to win a gold medal as an Asian uh, game. Yes, but that wasn't the full Olympics. It was just the Asian Games. That's the Asian, yes, yeah. the Asian, Asian okay. Games. Olympics. Yes. Why it means, the, it means a lot. Why didn't the bodybuilding? Why do you think bodybuilding never made it to the full Olympics then? If it was already in the Asian Games. Um, to be honest, they always say you know because of the steroids. Because yeah. as you know, yeah, the the Olympic Games. Or like tested, we got tested, we got negative, we we completely clean. So it's we we as you know, most of the sport they use stuff, but they yeah. time in they time in what they take in. Of as course, simple as that. Yeah, as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. So yeah. exactly, we did the same. We 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 time what we take in. We know the stuff. How long it stays in the system? Blah blah blah, and all these kind of things. But um, yeah, we won the Asian Games, and then I stayed there. Um, I mean, for for us to win gold medal. The IFBB World Champion, the prize money from the Olympic Committee, hundred and fifty thousand US dollars. That's great. 
No, that's, that's, of course. <laughs> and then, and then you go. You but salary. tell me, wait, wait, tell me what you were making yeah. first, so I know is relative to what you're making. Because you said you, you said you tell me, so now I have to ask you, what was Qatar yeah. paying you? Yeah, that's what I mean. To win the world champion, the Olympic Committee, because normally there's no price money. Yeah. There's no price money. So yeah. the Olympic Committee, Qatar, they pay me oh. 150000 US dollar. For winning. That's the for winning. Yeah. For the Asian games, they will give you fifty thousand dollars for the yeah. Asian sorry, for the Asian championship. Yeah. And then you get salary. Is my salary used to be That's... I think ten thousand, ten thousand dollar plus house allowance, <laughs> car allowance, <laughs> all my stuff, all my gear, all my all my supplement. For me, just go wake in the morning, go do my training, come back. But you have to win. Yeah, you have to be now. When you top. say when you say ten thousand dollars, that's a is that a month? That's thousand pound a month. That's that's month. my my my, my salary. salary. Yeah, yeah, my salary plus everything is paid. Man, I should and have moved, the- I, I should have moved there when I was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I saw flex. I saw flex, and um, I remember like two thousand six or two thousand seven. So I was on one of the um, expos. Because yeah. I'm I'm close with Flex, and we told, said, "Come on, you do this one." Because we know Flex, I know Flex for a long time. Yeah. You know why you don't come a pro? I said, "I will tell you something. This is what I'm doing." He said, "Can you take me with you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's so, a that's a great living, and it, and it, it's funny too because you know here, you know there are guys at the very top that are close to the top that make ten thousand or more, but. Nobody pays for their house. Nobody pays for their car. Nobody pays for their food. Nobody pays for their gear. So if you have a a salary plus the winnings plus all of your stuff is being paid for, I mean, what more? What more could you ask for? That's a uh, that's incredible. Exactly. To yeah. be honest, this is what I made. It. There's another salary as well. So because I haven't, I haven't <laughs> is that another it. salary? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's another salary. This is from the Olympic Committee. Okay. We get this is the price money if that and then. The top three, the gold medal, the silver medal, and the um, the bronze medal. So if you are a gold medal holder yeah. for a year, um, you will get another salary from uh, the Olympic Committee again because you are a gold gold holder, gold yeah. medal holder, yeah. another 5,000 US dollars. Jeez. A month. So a, that, month. a month. A month. A yeah. month. So I get 15. That 5,000 used to go to my wife. So that's <laughs> just write it in the check give it to her yeah, that's it. yeah so it's yeah. but to be honest i made i made myself and i made all my i've made all my this my gyms now and my business yeah. whatever to be honest made it all in qatar i've managed to get more all my money together and i've been there and to be honest i i really met very good people they always looked after me um every win as you know when you win and you come back You'll be having a gift, a very nice watch, yeah. very nice. Yeah. These, I mean, if you want to buy a car over there, you go to the dealer. They know who you are. They will give you a very great discount or something like that. It's been a very, very, I think 10 or 11 years, I said, with Qatar. It's been very, very grateful over there. So it's, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's very, very good. I've been lucky. So there's not many people that had that chance. So for me, like what I said, I've been blessed. So that answers, that answers quite a lot of questions because a lot of people are are saying like, oh, why is, why are so many people from the Middle East look so good? And why are they, why is bodybuilding so big over there? It must be their genetics. And yes, it must be genetics. But if there's such an incentive to do well, then you're going to try a lot harder. You know what I mean? Like you're going to invest more time because that 
that setup that you're talking about sounds like a lot of professional sports here. I mean, it's not as much money, but the way that, the way that you're taken care of makes you want to be better. So, because there's a lot of incentive to, to live and actually make money and, and do well. Whereas here, you know, there's nothing like that. You might get a contract from a sponsor, you get a little bit of prize money, but there's nobody really taking care of you the way you seem to be taken care of there. And there's no little perks like going to buy a car or going to, you know, free watches or this or that. There's none of that here. So how do you find the difference competing here and competing there and having all those perks? Like, is it, did you feel like it's worth it or you miss it or where are you, where are you on that? Um, to be honest, miss it. Yes, I miss it, but it's worth it for me to be honest, because I did what I have to do. I I'll say I say I made it now for me. Thank God. I mean, I have three gyms, two big gyms back home in Libya. I have my gym in um, in UK, and I have some properties around me. I, I, I thank God. I'll say I made it. Okay. Yeah. For now, I'm doing it for myself because I've never tasted to be as a pro. What does it look like? And I just when I turned to pro, that's that's the reason I turned to pro. I said, okay, now I'm gonna do it. I want to see what what I do if I'm a pro. And I used to compete with a lot of pros at the amateur days. And yeah. I, I, I beat a lot of them as well. Yeah. And then they turn a pro and they added a pro. So I, that proves that the first pro shows I did, which is the Arnold Classic, and I won the Arnold Classic from the first time. And then qualified me to the Olympia, from third, first Olympia, second Olympia, I won the Olympia. So, yeah. And then this time I'm trying to do, um, I tried to do the Open, and I did very well at the Open. Yeah. So for me, I've always challenged, always challenged. I had a lot of people who are, I had a lot of people say, Kamal, you won the world champion. That's 2013. Say, Kamal, that's it. You finish. That's it. You're not going to be. For me, no. I never, ever, ever listen to these people. I don't care. I've got nothing to lose. I feel good. I feel healthy. Always there's something new for me. Just go and chase it. <laughs> So it's, inc- it's, it's incredible. Been, it's, it's been great. Yes. Let me ask you, just seeing from from both perspectives, and I, and I want to go back to the the drug testing just for a second. But before we go back there, I want to ask you, looking at from both perspectives, do you think younger bodybuilders here would invest more time and learn more and be more disciplined and be more invested in bodybuilding as a whole if we had that type of incentive or that type of thing to look forward to? Where knowing if you were good or if you were winning that you would really be rewarded. Well, to be honest, I mean, you you should you should like you should get really more rewarded because you you know what what we get it's at the moment is nothing. Uh, like what I said, you have to be at the top, yeah, uh, to make money. So like what I said, well, I, I was at the top, winning gold medals for Qatar. That's why I'm getting that money. Yeah, but if we compare. Uh, the the shows or the amateur shows in the Middle East in our because I used to hold like um, in Libya as well I used yeah. to hold like some I did some shows you I promote you shows. promoted you promoted your I, own shows I, I promote yeah, yeah I promoted some shows after the Libyan Revolution I gave the prize money for the amateur for the winner ten thousand wow. dollars and then the second yeah the second eight thousand dollars and I all the top ten they will, they will go with a good money and we paid for everything their tickets their food their flights. Everything I got a sponsor. I got like sponsor from the government as well. So the governments, um, they help. So I see. Yeah, with the price money here, it's very low. I mean, to be honest, it should uh, make it a little bit better. Yeah. For the youngsters, when they make it, 
at least they make some money. They know they can put it in the right place and they start their business. Because at the end of the day, just bodybuilding, you're not going to make it. Yeah. You're not going to make nothing. You have to do a few other things, yeah. uh, especially if you have family. I mean, I've got family. I've got four kids and big family. It's not like that. So if it's just bodybuilding, it's bad. And we had we had uh, an example when is the COVID hits. Yeah. Most of the sponsors, they drop their athletes. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of athletes have been suffering. They have a lot of problems. So you have to make sure. Sometimes people they say there's no there's no bland P. No, there is bland B and C and D and whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe in that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it is. It has to be um, rewarded. It has to be, um, I think, more than what we we get at the moment. But let me so let me ask you this though, because it is a big difference. The government here is not going to contribute to a bodybuilding show. If the government in Qatar or in Libya, for example, didn't give you money like subsidize the show, would you still have enough money to give them the money, the kind of money you were giving them? Because, 100%. Well, because 100%, yes. I only say that because promoters here will say, look, there's only so much money to go around. If So I guess what I'm asking, because I promote my own shows here. I guess what I'm asking is when you held a show in Libya, was there a lot of sponsors and a lot of people coming to the show to buy tickets? Like, did you make a lot of money that way? We, to be honest, we do the show not because of money. We don't make money. We do the show for the love of the sport. To be honest, okay. zero. That's kind of what I'm. That's, zero. That's kind of what I'm zero. doing now. I don't. I don't make a lot of money promoting my my shows, but I'm I trying to. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think for. I'm trying to think for pro shows or even the top amateur shows, like the big big shows. Were if if the government didn't contribute to your show, would you have enough money to give? the athletes but also keep some for yourself or did you just give it all to the athletes we give it all to the athletes to be honest when we made when when i, when I did the shows we gave it all to the athletes whatever yeah. we made we gave it to the athletes i'm not making myself i mean i do this like what i said bodybuilding for me and that's mm-hmm. i'm talking about myself mm-hmm. bodybuilding has made me whatever i got now everything's from bodybuilding so for me i have to give back to bodybuilding because I have some other sources. Where does my money come from? I mean, sure. to win a sh- to, to make money from a show like ten thousand dollars or fifteen thousand dollars, that's yeah. not a money. That's not yeah. money to make yeah. from a show. The headache from the shows, it's more than <laughs> it's more than what you <laughs> make this money. So yeah. to be, we we never ever put. Oh, I'm gonna make money from the show. No, 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 no. We give a lot. We bring the best trophies that we could. could we buy everything and then we give it away. In this case, when we do a good show. Yeah. For a few years, maybe after you will have a big numbers, you start make money. But we, I'm never oh. ever told if I hold a show to make money from a person. No, so we build it up, and then maybe later on, if we made money, fair enough. If not, it's not it's not a big deal. Yeah. But there is a sponsors over there. Like I mean, there is a sponsor we could um, we could make some money. So whatever we get from the sponsors, we give it away. Sure. So for me, when I never ever had any. Sometimes I pay even from my own pocket, and I just spend it to give yeah. it to them. Yes, I mean That's at the a... moment we stopped because of the sorry, um, we no, stopped because a... of the, the the problems in Libya and after the revolution still is not stable. One day yes, one day no, and it's not safe for me to do anything there. If I want to do something, I want to make it best and top and good. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. Do you do you still have a home in Libya or no? Yes, yes, because all my family, all my family over there, 
And to be honest, I'm just nearly, hopefully I'll be finishing my building uh, next summer for me. I'm just building some for me and my kids, yeah. Yeah. apartments and all that. So yeah, I have, I have um, all my family over there, my mom and dad and brothers. So I don't want to get too much into politics, but I'm just curious because of how things went down. How did that affect your family or affect you when the Libyan revolution happened? Um, when the Libyan revolution happened, we had some issues. They took my dad to prison, and because we were against Gaddafi, I was against Gaddafi as well. Yeah. So we gonna we gonna. So they see me on TV. They see me in the, like in the news. So they went straight to my dad's house. <laughs> they took my dad. No. But thank God. Yeah, man. They took my dad. They tried, took him away, and luckily, we know a few people, so we we managed to get him out, and then I managed to get all my family uh, to Qatar, and then uh, we stayed there until the revolution ended. Yeah. And then we'd be, but it's still it's still a mess. But thank God, I mean, um, it's been it's been it's been a mess to be honest. It's been it's been not what we wanted the revolution for. I mean, uh, that's that's why we feel really sorry after all these people died and they gave their life for the freedom, and then still is not stable. We feel really shamed. I don't know what's happening, but uh, nobody knows when and when is going to be good. Yeah. So. I just ask. I just ask because, you know, we see a lot of things on the news here. So I'm just curious, just to hear from somebody firsthand how no. it felt to go through it or their family to go through it. Um, to be honest, it doesn't sound as bad as it is because I was there like uh, just six weeks before the Tampa Pro. I took them my family, so I was there with my family. It kicked off maybe four or five times. Oh my god! <laughs> Malaysia against each other. So my kids, they've never seen this. They was like worried. Oh my god, what's going on? They shut the airport, and people there, they got used. Ah, that's all right. The night will be everything is fine. <laughs> they got, yeah. <laughs> people, people, they get used to us. So uh, that's why the, those the two of them they fight against each other. Everybody brings their group. Bang bang. Would, I said, but this is tanks in the street. This is like big, big fight. Yeah. No, it's okay. At night, it will be okay. And then, yes, it comes at night like there's nothing happened. People yeah. are looking normal, come out normal. It's crazy. You know, it's crazy it when I hear crazy. things like, because my, uh, my aunt came to visit from Lebanon just, I don't know, four months ago she was here. She was here for like four or five months, and then she left about four months ago. And... uh she's describing things like that happening from time to time with guns and this and that. And it sounds so strange to us because yeah. you know, you know how it is here. You don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but, I know, I know. But she lives with it. Like it's no big deal. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think, yeah. Yeah. Things happen like this. People they stay in their houses. They let them fight against each other. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you're not lucky. You get like some stuff falling into your house or whatever because they shoot in big crazy stuff. Yeah. And uh, if you're lucky, lucky. Sometimes people they get injured, they get hit, they get killed. Few people, but back to normal the next day. And <laughs> there we go. Oh my god, it's so yeah, crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. So, I want to go back. You said something about the drug testing. So. Yeah. Are you, when you're drug tested, are you, you said, uh, you almost made it sound like you're allowed to take a little bit of stuff, but not a lot of stuff. So yes. when they, when they drug test, if you don't mind me asking, yeah, when, they, no problem. when they drug test you, are you a hundred percent clean or are you allowed like a certain level of like hormones or like, how is the drug testing work there? hundred percent clean. Okay. hundred percent clean. So what we do, we don't take the stuff like we take fast acting stuff, yeah. for example, Propionate, uh, yeah, yeah. some tablets, some this, and yeah. we we train hard. 
do a lot of cardios. Um, we're not allowed to take any diuretics because it's nothing. Oh, yeah. everything goes natural. Um, but we, what we do, we do a test before actually we go to the we go to the trial test before we go to the show. Okay. Make sure everything is fine. We clean, and then when we go to the show, we know it's clean. And the top three every time they get tested. And but you're taking, but you're taking a little bit of gear before. You're just making sure it's yes. out of your system. Yes, out of my system. Yes, because you know the, every every old gear they got a time limit in your system stays in your system. For example, yeah. uh, you cannot touch the cap. Deck yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah. It stays two two years. Forget yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, uh, and then maybe you start with a little test. Yeah. Um, uh, at the beginning, anything was this, and that stays three months in your system. And yeah. then you finish. You start with whatever, change it to propionate. Um, and then you take um, other bits and bobs. You need to know exactly. There is all all details. Yeah. That yeah. Is there you yeah. can find, and then you do it. So you did this. So you did this for how long? Like how old were you doing all? Because that's not because you're not truly natural. They're natural shows, yeah. but you're not truly natural because you're taking stuff before. Yes, so, yes, of course. But obviously, you have to take less. So you probably didn't take a lot. But how long did you do that for? Like what age were you when you stopped doing the natural shows? And then was it when you turned pro and moved to America? Yes. No. I'm, I mean, I moved to America just now. That's I was. I was taking. I was doing this for about ten years. Okay. I would say till my age. Uh, from 32 to 33, and then I had four years because they banned me for four years. They don't want to give me broke out and on politics from 2013, yeah, and then till 2017. Yeah. They don't want to give me my pro card because of the switch. I don't want to be competing for uh, oh. the amateur, yeah. Okay. So I don't want to be competing for the amateur. Yeah. They said, No, you, you've you been um, tested positive. I said, I've never been tested positive because most of the shows. Like the Arab Games, I remember the Arab Games in Qatar. Um, they had a problem. The Federation of the IFBB with the WADA, they had a problem. They need to test every single every single athlete, which has never happened normally. Random or the top three. So yeah. they had a problem. They they've told them, don't the actually from Raphael and what's what's his name? I don't They told them nobody gives anything any any testing. Yeah. So the WADA they gone hard on us. They banned every single one. Wow. They banned every there. They banned every everyone because he said you you escaped the testing. Yeah. So even 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 our federation next day because it was in Qatar, we went to them and said we clean. Come on, test us. I don't care about the other athletes. I said no, it's done now. You're yeah. positive because you escaped the day of the uh, with the court. I said if we have something, it's going to stay on us. So they gave us banned. We they banned us and then we applied. We did an appeal. Uh, we reduced it, and then the water they said just my case. They said. No, uh, no, um, we not accepted your appeal, so you're gonna be banned for four years. And they've done a lot of. I don't know who's behind this. I don't know yeah. who's behind. There's somebody behind my case. Is it because they're? Is, little... is it because they were trying to keep you in Qatar? They didn't want you to switch, so they're trying Probably. to hold, hold you back. Probably to keep me in Qatar or to keep me the amateur. Yeah, they don't want yeah. me to go and yeah, they don't want me to be as a pro. Uh, probably could be that because we fight it with my solicitor. I need the paperwork from WADA. Where are they? I need to see them. And then I was, I mean, 2013 when I competed, I competed for Libya, not for Qatar because I finished with Qatar. I competed for Libya as the first time to compete for Libya. I did the world champion. I said, why are you sending all this paperwork to Qatar? I'm not on a Qatari athlete. I'm a Libyan athlete. Send it to Libyan yeah. community, Libya. Yeah. They never did. So that's when I spoke to Mr. Jimanian. 
and I've told him about my situation. That's what I wanted. He actually um, had an interview, like meeting with me, with Raphael, with him about my. He said they told him I need Kamala's paperwork. I yeah. need to see it. Yeah. So uh, and he Raphael he tried to threaten Jim Manny. He said, "Oh, don't worry about it. The water would be hard on you. They would shut your federation." Blah blah blah. He said, "We got nothing to do with water." Yeah. So he, he, I mean, Rafael, I think he's involved. He's one of the guys. He doesn't want me to. And then the shame after that, when I finish it, then they send me an email. They said, hey, Kamal, if you want to compete us with the elite pro. And I've showed Mr. Jumani oh. the email. <laughs> the email. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. So, so they're they playing. Me. Yeah. They're they're play, yeah. They're playing games with your career, pretty much. Yes, 100%. So, that took me nearly four years. So after, So for the four years... Are you, you're not competing at all. Are you still being paid in any way? Uh, no, no. Two years, Qatar, they paid me. They said to go ahead. And then when I said not competing, for me, I need to move back to UK. So what I did when I moved back to UK, I bought my gym. I bought a gym over there. Okay. So I bought, which is the Better Bodies Gym in UK. Okay. Uh, I bought that gym. I refurbished the whole lot. I was like using um, the gym and everything. And I started prepping because they were like uh, promising me, definitely we're going to give you the pro card, we're going to give you a win. It's just to sort out the problem, to cover our face, to cover our shit. It's all politics. So I was uh, I was training for two years, practically yeah. for two years. Yeah. And to be honest, I must give a lot of thanks to Mr. Jim Manning. I spoke to him one day. I said, hey, Mr. Jim, um, I've been preparing for two years. Yeah. And I just moved to Qatar, to UK. I need to step on the stage because of my business. I need people to know that I'm back here yeah. Uh, it's going to be for my business. Yeah, of course. And you, you know what he said to me? He said to me, Kamal, go and compete. And then when you sort your paperwork out, you are come with us. And I said, thank you so much. I mean, for me to hear from the chairman, uh, it, it's a lot. I mean, he's the, yeah. he's, he's really, really helped me a lot. So I did the BCA or something, that new federation. Yeah, I remember the PCA, yeah. Yeah, BCA, they took me as a pro. Yeah. And I did the, that show. I come second into that show. So, and then... The split has happened between yep. the federation. To be honest, within within a few weeks, Mr. Jim sent me my pro card. He said, "There we go. You deserve your card." <laughs> we like what I said. We applied for the Arnold Classic, and I got accepted. So that and, was uh, so that was 2017. How old were you? 2017. Uh, I think it was 40, um, 45, 46. Come on, come on. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> your first show. <laughs> Your first show as a pro in the IFBB, I should say, you were 45 years old. Yes. That's incredible, man. Like, you yeah. say, and, <laughs> and where did you, you took, I think you say you took third at the Arnold? No, I won the Arnold. Oh, first you won the Arnold, your first show. Yeah, I won first show, yes. I won the Arnold. <laughs> who did I you mean, beat? Year, who did you beat at that uh, show? Who, who's the top oh, three? Do you remember? Yeah. I mean, um, I beat Jose Raymond. Oh, my God. That's I, a, I beat, I beat David Henry. Jeez. I beat, yeah, and I beat um, Guy Cesarino. Yes. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, guy, he's gonna, guy, he's gonna, I mean, the techie guy, I mean, that's, I've never met these guys. I met them there. To be yeah. honest, at that show, it's like, like, where the hell you come from? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and wow, uh, Samir, Samir Trudy was there as well. Samir Trudy was, uh, uh, he came uh, third. Yeah, and what's the guy who comes second? They call him the tank. I forgot. I haven't seen him compete anymore. To be honest, I just it was a big. It was a big lineup. 
So I want to show people your physique because I have a lot of people that watch my show that aren't necessarily like hard bodybuilding fans. So I'm going to show uh, people what your physique looks like. This is you in 2017. So is this? Yeah. Is this the 2017? That's 2017. Yes. Dude, you don't look like you're 45. You look like you're 25. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. What man. are these? What are these genetics that you have? It's like even your face, like you don't look 45 years old. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, thank God. This I mean, a... even Arnold, Arnold, when he saw me, when he gave me the trophy, like, as you see, and he just like, Kamal, uh, what have you been? We haven't seen this physiques for a long time. So, yeah, I mean, I was really blessed from first year after all what happened to win the Arnold. Just like, wow, that's crazy. Really so what crazy. Uh, So what happened? How did it feel to meet Arnold coming from? Have you ever met Arnold before? Or was it the first time? I mean, I see him, but not that close. Not that close. How did it feel to go from the Middle East competing there to stepping on stage in America and beating everybody and meeting art? Like, is this like a huge thing for you? Like, all of a sudden, you're like top of the world. Oh, God, man. It's for the pro shows because I did the amateur Arnold as well. I won the amateur yeah. Arnold as well. Okay. But um, in Ohio. But I mean, um, for me as a first pro show, it's the women get Arnold with a trophy to bring it to me yeah. even if you see one direction the video I was looking at him was that him <laughs> <laughs> was, was, was really crazy I mean I was like oh my god that's what I said oh my god <laughs> <laughs> nah it, it, it felt really uh, it's unbelievable I mean yeah uh, it's uh, oh man I, I can't be I can't with my career whatever I did and then you come to the Arnold, just like, oh, man, it's, your, it's, it's, un, it's unbelievable. Was your family there with you or was your family back home? No, they are in UK. So that's the thing is, to be honest, my family, they never saw any pro shows of me. They've seen a little bit of amateur yeah. shows. This in Qatar. And then when I moved to UK, we got back to UK because of the restriction, the COVID, traveling. They never, the first show they saw me at Tampa and the, um, actually, Texas. Yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah. I was that was a great man. It's uh, just hearing my little kids, come on, Baba, come on, Baba. Shall yeah, we? yeah. Oh man, it's it's a very, very, um, very good to be around your family, your family. Because I mean, my wife and my kids, my wife especially, she does a lot. I mean, she's yeah. got a big, huge part of that. I mean, she does, she does a lot. Is me. your is your wife a stay-at-home wife, or does she have does she work as well? No, she's a home wife. Yes, she's a home and wife. You have, but, and you have four kids. How old are they? Four kids. The oldest is seven, just turned 17. And then I've got 15 and then 10 and the little one's six. Are any of them, are they boys or girls? Yeah, three boys. And then I've got one girl. The one that's 10 years old is a um, girl. And the top one is the older one, 17, yeah. Muhammad. He's a boy. Yeah. And then Ilyas and then Jana and then Ois. Do they have your genetics? I mean, I think so. I think my my older my older my older son he's into it now, and he's yeah. in training and he's trying to. I think I think I think they look. I think my wife she told me the little one, the uh -huh. little one. He's got big. He's got, because I got big calves. He's got a big calves, and he's like yeah. you can tell when he flexes them like oh, there's a calf over there. <laughs> but the the older one he's uh, he's into it big time. And I take him with me to be honest to the gym, and he loves he loves the gym, and he loves the workout. Yeah. So he's trying to to have some like nutrition diets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with it as well. Do they? But he, I can tell. I can tell he's he's on it. 
so he wants to be a bodybuilder. Are you going to help him be a bodybuilder? Do you want him to be a bodybuilder? How do you feel about that? Uh, no, no. I mean, I will help him to be to have a nice physique. Yeah. Uh, to have, but to be honest with me, he's good at his study as well. Yeah. Education first, and then if he chose to go full time, I'll have to. You have to help him. him. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, but you know, as you know, as, as you know, Fuad, sorry, there's a lot of um, coaches there. Like they think they are coaches, and a lot of a lot of bad things. But uh, yeah, I, I I have to have him around me to make sure everything is good for him. But if it's your choice, you don't want him to be a bodybuilder. No, because I know, I know, and you know as well. There's no yeah. money in bodybuilding. There's no money yeah. in bodybuilding. So well, okay. there's money, but it's hard to get. Yeah, you have like, to be at the top. You have yeah. to be at the top yeah. to make it. Yes. So um, for the youngsters, like it's gonna be yeah. less if you are like trained three, four years, and then you become like uh, Nick Walker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't happen yeah. very often. Yeah. No, but exactly. It's funny, you know. Most people I know that are bodybuilders, most men that I know, don't necessarily want their sons to be bodybuilders. It's almost like, <clears throat> like if I don't have any kids, but if I had a, if I had a son. I would feel like I did this so that he doesn't have to. You know what I mean? Like if I did bodybuilding and I made money in bodybuilding, I would do it so that he could do something better than bodybuilding. Is that kind of how you feel? It's exactly how it feels. But for me, I take him to the gym. He trains yeah. with me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I give him, yeah, I give him like, uh, well, he takes my supplement. <laughs> <laughs> and he does all my, my protein and all that. And yeah. he, and I sometimes I say, hey, don't do take, take too much. Yeah. He's like creatine and all this gluten, whatever. He takes that stuff. I said, hey, that's not all the time. And sometimes he drinks it with every single shake. I said, no, this is when you train, whatever. I help him. I want him yeah. to um, to have that kind of physique or whatever. But for me, first, uh, education. Yeah. Finish and then... When you finish, you have your like certificate or whatever, and then if you think, oh, you want to go ahead, yeah, I cannot stop him because of course, you know, you, you can't stop. So I'll be there for him. I'll yeah. help him. Yeah, and I would love to. I would love to. Maybe within three, four years, I'll be on stage with him. That, <laughs> still, yeah. Well, with the way your physique is looking, I, you're gonna still be competing. Uh, well, so. yeah. I mean, yeah. So I'd love to. It's it's the end of the day. I'm having fun. I'm not yeah. feeling whatever. So I feel good. Yeah. Uh, why not? It's something like uh, we're gonna show to the youngsters. We we are as an example, okay? As we see at the moment with the youngsters, they don't they don't really take it serious. They take it. It's a shame. Like they need everything fast, fast, yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. No, there's not just bodybuilding. You've got bodybuilding. You've got lifestyle. You've got business. You've got family. So we're trying to give that face to the, our sport because we. We love our sport. I mean, yeah. this I, like what I said. I feel like I have to give back for this sport because this sport has made me. So, why not? I mean, like what you see now, Hunter Labrador and Labrador as well. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice thing to see, man. It's a great yeah. feeling, really, Definitely. really great feeling. And they they work together. They are in the bodybuilding industry, so it, it's it's um, it's good. So why not? Yeah, I could I could be there. So I want to go back to the age thing. So 45, you win the Arnold and you attribute a lot of your health to not taking so much or taking very, very little coming up through the ranks. Do you have like, do you get blood work done regularly? Do you have any worry? And not to go like kind of a dark area, but just, you know, I have to get into this because 
a lot of people have passed away in the last couple of years and a lot of fans that watch the sport and and people that are involved in the sport say you know maybe bodybuilders shouldn't compete past a certain age are you very very health conscious do you get regular checkups are you getting heart checkups are you getting everything checked all the time to make sure you're a hundred percent fine yes yes i do i do i mean i do um blood work mostly nearly every three months yeah. every six months probably uh plus plus if i travel sometimes we travel a lot uh we travel for example i did one in uk and then i, I got invited to turkey um yeah. and then these guys they invited me so they 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 involved with the clinics and all this medicine and that I said come on what do you have do you want to like check a blood work and everything yeah. I said yeah of course so yeah. I just did one after maybe a month, then another one. So yeah. when I have a chance to do something like that, yeah, I'll jump and do it. And I've yeah. got blood work is going to be done actually next week. Uh, no, I do my blood work all the time. I've always been thankful, thankful. I've always been fine. I've never had any any issues. Um, and every, everything's it, everything's always good for you. You don't usually you don't have anything that you need to fix or work on or like everything's been pretty good for you all the way through. No, uh, for what I really, really for me to be yeah. honest. Yeah, a very small doses I take. I don't take much. Even sometimes I'm gonna say it now. Chrissy tells me take four. I take three. Take whatever. The- <laughs> I go a little bit less. It works for me. I feel fine. I mean, I'm not that kind of person. Like what I said, I'm not gonna be like uh, 250 pounds. No, no, no. Yeah. It's not my. It's not me. So I'm happy with my weight. A little bit extra weight I could do. It's fine. But. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I train really, really, really hard. Yeah. Um. I don't really go to the gym and just like whatever I do. But I I really train the old school high yeah. volume. Yeah. It's not to the failure. Not to the failure, but until until enough. Um. So that I mean, I I, I wanted to, sorry to interrupt you again. I just I want to add. There's a couple things. A couple of reasons I think. If you want to, if uh, we we can get into it a little bit about why you're still healthy at 51, and one of them is the training. So I've talked to Nick about it, and I know you and Nick train together now or sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Nick said you train very high volume, and he described it to me, and it's not – it's a little bit more than I used to do, and I know other guys that train high volume, but I think the main thing is you don't train to failure. No, not failure. And, you know, there's been some recent studies that have come out that said you don't necessarily have to go to failure to still stimulate the muscle and get it to grow. And I'm wondering if maybe – not taxing your body and not pushing it to that very, very limit has actually kept you healthier. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Do you have a? Do you have any injuries? Have you dealt with any injuries? Or have you been pretty healthy the whole way through? Thankful, thank God. I've never ever had any injuries. I had one, one probably injuries. I had a tear in my calf yeah. in uh, 2018 at the Olympia. It's not training. Yeah. Just I was like at the room, me and uh, Chris. I'm flexing. And my car just popped. Oh shit! And, and and I wouldn't say this is injury from training. And I say this is uh, you know what I call this the devil eye. The devil eye. I apologize, my dogs. Uh, here, go. I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah, maybe you kept your dog hungry. Come on, they need some food. <laughs> <laughs> give 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 him some ice. No, I uh, I had to keep him here because he's all by himself. But my uh, uh, my wife just came home, so I'm going to tell her to come get him. I'm, I apologize. So you popped your calf, getting ready for the Olympia in the hotel room, in the hotel room, yes. And Jeez. I was like, pop, poof. 
And I was like, Chris, Chris, what's happening? What's happening? I said, did you hear it? Because it yeah. did make a sound like bang. Wow. I said, oh, Jesus, I thought you had heart attack. I said, no, my calf. <laughs> so oh, my God. Three, that's three, three days before the show. Thank God. I mean, if it wasn't Chris with me, I think I would be pulled out. I couldn't even walk. So we had um, we had Derek, um, what's his name? Derek uh, Francois. Francois. He was, yeah, yeah Francois. Yeah. So he worked in me. So is then we kept the inflammation because started like started a little bit, a little bit get yeah. swollen and swollen. And yeah. then, so we kept it. I can be. <clears throat> we didn't say nothing about it yeah. until we did the show. And then the next day, I said to Chris, "Hey, I need them tablets." He was giving me some tablets, antibiotic. I don't know what kind of tablets. I said, "I need these tablets." No, 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 no. Go to the doctor because I gave you enough. It could hurt your kidneys. So yeah, I went yeah, yeah. straight. I went straight to the um, doctors. Checked it. It's a. It's a very big tear. But with a tan, couldn't see it. And then oh I saw the God. blood was all down. But uh, oh, the, yeah. you saw the bruising after with the, the, bruising. T- the tan was gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh the my tan God. Was the bruising. The blood is all down. It took me. I think I, even even the doctor hold me. I was going back to UK, and yeah. I took say you can't you can't fly because it's going to be very bad swollen. That's so right. I had to stay two weeks after that here until it's going down a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And then I went back. But to be honest, it's it's fine. And you can't even see it now. Even yeah. I had an injury, but you can't, a tear, but you can't even see it. So, but, uh, it, it but, so going to your training, when you say I train very hard, but I don't train to failure, can you just give me, let's take one exercise and I just want to know what it looks like. So if we took like, say you're doing chest and you're doing like incline dumbbell press. Yeah. What is, how many sets and what do they look like weight wise? Like how many sets would you do of that one exercise? Okay. For one exercise, it depends because if I start like normally I start with a pec deck, you get really stretch, get really warm up, uh, get warm. So for example, if I do the next exercise as uh, like what you said, the dumbbell press. So I do first those two exercises, uh, two sets. Um, just to feel the the what they call yeah. it the weights and to get to set up the the weights. Yeah. And then I will jump to the my maximum. I do fifteen reps. For example, so, maybe I'll do like 50, 50 kg, fifty kg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll do like three working sets, fifteen or twenty reps, and then I'm done. But let me ask you. So the first two sets, you're just getting kind of like a feeder set, like a warm up almost. Set, yes. Yes. And you're. Let's say you're doing like uh, 30 kg for yeah. ten, 10 reps, maybe just to feel it. No, yeah, the first two, yes, yeah, the first reps, two, yes, ten. Then 10, you'll go to yes. 50, 50 kg, which is like 120 pounds, I guess, or something somewhere close to that. Um, and you're gonna do it for 15 reps. Now, at 15 reps, if you can do more reps, you just stop at 15, regardless. No, I do 20. If I could do more, the last one I do 20. But the technique of my training, they're not like this push, lock up. Yeah. Lock up for me. The lock, it's yeah. go all the way up and squeeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down, squeeze one, two, down. So for me, all lock all the way. So I never do like the half rep. But you still are going to failure then. So you're still going like twenty reps. You can't do twenty one. Uh, no, no. I, I mean, I do. I do twenty. That's maximum. I could do yeah. twenty one. I could do twenty five. Oh, but, but you won't go past twenty. No, no, no. I wouldn't. Okay, I want okay. to go past my twenty. No, okay, no. Okay. This is. It has to be three working sets for every single exercise. Yeah, that's a lot of volume. Because how many exercises are you doing? Like for chest, so how many? For for chest, I do maybe maximum five. <laughs> it's like you're doing fifteen working sets. 
Yeah, maximum. Wow. So what? what yeah, and then, and, the then warm up. and then you're probably doing two warm ups for each exercise, or one or two warm ups for each exercise. For each exercise, like for each one, to get to the whatever yeah. to get to the yeah. weight, I do. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. Have you ever considered? I mean, not that you should, because it's working for you. But you have you ever, have you ever considered reducing the volume? Have you ever have you ever tried reducing the volume and see what your results were? Have you never? This is just the way you like to train. This is the I like. I mean, I've I've did sometimes. I did like ten reps, and yeah. I feel like no, I feel really good in this. I feel very, okay. very, very good. Yeah. In, yeah. Well, it's working. Yeah. It's working. So I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm just asking, but um, and I I also wonder maybe doing the 15 to 20 rep thing, even though it's more volume, but because it's a lighter weight, maybe that's also why you haven't re- had any injuries. Very strict form. Because if we think about everything you said, very strict form, higher volume, but l- a little bit lighter weight because you're not doing, yeah. you know, because if you did like six reps, you might do like 80 kilogram dumbbells and then you have a higher risk of injury. So that's those, the problem, yes. Yeah, so those two things. And then the third thing would be uh, you're not going co- to complete failure on your working sets. So you're not taxing your body to the very, very limit. Exactly so right. These, these yeah. things are all kind of keeping you healthy. Yeah, 100%. And I feel really good on them. Um, but it's like every now and then, like we'll say, okay, for one set, not, not always. Yeah, yeah. We go to the, we go like maybe, for example, the last, we did it, I did it with Nick the other day. So he said he wants to do 20. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, let's do 20. So I know he could do more. So I, I reduced, I took some, weight from he was doing like leg press so yeah. i took one plate off so it's yeah. not like 11 instead of 12 11 yeah and he did 20 i said no 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 stay there have a breathe i made him he said he wants to do 20 i made him do 30 so he's <laughs> <laughs> like wow so and i and i know as you know you know flat as well when you see somebody struggling or he's doing it easy yeah, yeah. It's not easy, easy. Well, like makes it makes it look easy. Yes. You can tell you can get more out of them. Yes. So it's by the experience, you know, even the shake with the legs, or I don't like when they start shaking and that's that that that's gonna be injury there. Yeah. So we we reduce, we do more reps. So we watching each other. I mean, to be honest, me and Nick, we're working really, really well. I'm happy training with him, he's happy training with me. So probably from next week, we're gonna kick on to the Olympia together. We push as much as we can, and 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 I, I want to be part of it because he's, to be honest, he's doing very well, and I can see it in him. He he wants it. He yeah, wants I the know. Olympia, and he's got the tools. Yeah, the whole tools he can to do it, and yeah. um, he's a smart kid. I really like. I like him. I gotta say, Kamal, it's very very insightful to see your style of training because most bodybuilders get caught up in the numbers, and I'm throwing, I'm putting myself in that in that equation because. For you to think like that and train like that for so many years and not get caught up trying to compete with other guys in the gym, lift heavier weights or do lighter rep, more lower reps so they can do more weight or train to failure so you can be the hardcore guy or any of that shit. That's very like uh, well thought out mindset. Yeah. And I think it's very important. I think it's a really big reason as to why you're still going strong because most guys like, you know, if you took me or you took guys, you know, or you took, they want to train all the way out to the very, very end because maybe that's what they think they have to do or they want to train heavier because that guy trained heavier. Oh, maybe I got to train like Dorian Yates. Maybe I got to train like Ronnie Coleman. But you kind of have your own style and it's like it's working for you and it's it, the longevity isn't crazy. Like for you to be 51 and training with Nick Walker, I've trained with Nick. He's not easy to train with. 
No, so, no, he's not. <laughs> so, for, so for you to be 51 years old and still training with Nick, it's like a, it's incredible to me to, to see. So yeah, congratulations. Uh, anyway, I just want to, I, I just want to let people know because the other thing is, you know, the people that watch this channel are from age 20 to age 50, the majority. Yeah. So guys that are 20 and 30 are not going to understand how special what you're doing is because I wouldn't have when I was younger. Now that I've hit 40 and I see how hard it is to train, I understand <laughs> how special what you're doing is. It's, it's insane to me. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good. So I want to ask you, uh, I just, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I want to ask you, no, about fine. I want to ask you about diet because I know, uh, have you stayed lean most of your bodybuilding career or did you ever fluctuate with mass and get heavy? No, never, 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 yeah. never. Yeah. All year round, I follow my diet. I eat clean. I mean, the maximum weight I bought, maybe 10 kg, eight to, eight to 10 kg yeah. over my over my weight. That's it, not more than that. Yeah. Never, never, yeah. So I always eat clean, always eat my diet. Um, try to be healthy as much as I can. Yeah, I want to, I also have to commend you for that because when I think of like your health and you see your blood work is good and everything's good, I think a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that you've never bulked hard. Like you don't, I've never seen you like big and puffy in the off season or anything like that. You're always seems to be in shape. Yeah, hundred percent. So your diet on a regular basis, is it moderate carb, more fat, less fat? How do you do it? Because I know some guys do no fat, and really high carb. And some guys do more fat and a little less carbs. So what is your preferred source? Um, no fat. I don't eat fat. You see, for example, I see, you see some people, they say uh, peanut butter, avocado, whatever. I never, ever have this in my diet. Never. Really? Never fat. I'll have like chicken, beef, fish, and, and my fat maybe from the uh, egg yolk. The yeah, egg yeah. Yolks. yeah, yeah. That's my fat from, which is two every morning. Yeah. And that's it. I don't I don't go and eat fat. No. Really? Yeah, never. Never, never, never. Like uh, all the nuts or, um, you know, they say, oh, you eat like raw nuts or eat this. That's not in my system. No. I'm going to stop. This is like- <laughs> I'm going to stop eating fat. I'm going to do, I'm going to do Kamal's diet. For now. I'm not going to eat fat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, I never, never do it. Okay. Every now and then. Yeah. I'll have a cheat meal with my family, with my wife. She cooks yeah. or whatever. I'll have that meal. But, if I have every day like peanut butter with my oats, so we'll have uh, uh, raw nuts, so we'll have oh, I need avocado with this. So I don't do this shit. Really? No, I don't do it. No, That's no, so zero. crazy. Zero. Yeah, man, zero. So what about? Okay, I know Arabic food is is very dense in calories. So when your wife cooks for the family, are you just eating the chicken and the rice? You're not eating anything else. You're not eating any no. nothing. No, nothing. What about? <laughs> Do your kids eat? Do your kids eat like you, or do they eat what they want? Well, they eat what they want. Yeah, I mean, she cooks. She cooks for them every single day. I come back from training or I come back yeah. from whatever. I go have to get 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 on with this with smell and that. You know what they like. <laughs> I get on with the smell, and she cooks everything for them. And we don't. We, to be honest, we don't go much out because my kids they don't like the food out outside. There is not really. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's not good. And yeah. my wife, she's a, she does a good cook. And then this Sunday, there is a, actually, um, we're going to have some uh, traditional food. And Nick okay. is a, Nick, Nick is there. Oh, Nick well. is coming. 
Yeah. Has Nick has Nick ever yeah. had? I don't think Nick's ever had any traditional Arabic food. No, never. So it will be it will be his first time. So my wife is gonna be cooking. Uh, we have a Nick and some uh, some of guys from the gym. So four of us will be there. So uh, my house is small. I would I would invite more people, but my house at the moment is a temporary one apartment. So hopefully until I get my because uh, I've sold, just sold my house in UK. I'll be buying a house here. So when I get my bigger house, I'll be involving more people. What so, is your but, wife? Yeah. What is your wife making for dinner? Do you know? She's doing uh, rice with um, with lamb. It's oh, a nice. special. Yeah. yeah it is, they will love it. They yeah. will definitely they love it. They are going to so. love it. That's good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it will be good. Kamal, there's so much I want to ask you about, man. So I'll, I'll, we'll do a couple fast ones because it's already been an hour. Do yeah, you still no do you still do you still own your gyms and your businesses in the UK? Yes, I still own it. Yes. How many how many do you have in the UK? I have I have one gym in UK, Better Buddies, and I have two in Libya, which is very, very big one. The one in Libya, they don't want to make the money. I have uh, about two two three um supplement store and I'm Good building the I'm building the third one now in Libya. They just, we just you, uh, sign a contract for uh, another one. And um, I am the actually distributor of uh, pre-core gym equipment in Libya. Oh, and I got you. some, yeah, gym equipment. I have my own line as well, K1 Strength, which is um, that. And I have some bits and box as a property-wise and whatever. So thank God. I'm really, really thankful. I made it. That's all from bodybuilding. Yeah, bodybuilding, that's incredible. Bodybuilding, yes, bodybuilding has done a lot for me. So, so you've been, that's you've why been, I feel. You've been very smart with your money. You didn't, like, buy cars and buy, like, jewelry and buy shit like you've been very smart oh, with no. your money 100 percent. so this is this is the thing i had my pace what i needed the first thing now if i want to buy a car after i finish all this i could buy a car no problem yeah, yeah. Uh, buy jewelry is no problem yeah. but the thing is like we kept um it's not like um being tight tight but uh, we we go holidays yeah. we travel yeah. we do i spend for the kids my kids whatever they need they have yeah. So, yeah. but I'm not crazy with cars. Yeah, the, the yeah. cars, you know, the cars, they are, uh, they actually, they burn the money. They're, so a, waste of, they're a waste of money. Uh, I know. <laughs> waste, of, waste of money. I, I, okay, I had a nice car. When I, when I was in Qatar, like I was buying like, uh, for example, Land Cruisers, whatever, brand new car, whatever. But yeah. it's not, it's, that time is gone. But now I'm just like really more, uh, coming here to, to America for me, it's more like a retirement for yeah, me. Yeah. So I did what I have to do. I just like, buy now my house and i don't have to think about anything else um maybe i'll do a few bits and bobs to yeah. keep me going because i have to i have to keep yeah. going i have to yeah it's not like um i'm just gonna quit competing and just sit down it's not yeah. me i've always i'm active still. do you plan on staying in the u.s forever or are you gonna go back and forth between u.s and libya or do you want to move away from us well, to be honest no i think at the moment i'm gonna be here for the u.s for a while yeah. Uh, my kids for the education of my kids, they love to hear to be honest. They really, really love this. They told me that you yeah. should have moved here a long time ago. You shouldn't stay in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you never know. But uh, even my wife, she loved to hear. So I think I'll be staying around here. Maybe I'll do some small business around here. Yeah. Uh, just to keep me busy. Probably after I quit my uh, competitions or whatever on on stage. I don't know when, but. Um, it's um, because I've heard like they're going to bring the Masters back next year. So yeah. I'll see if I fit into the Olympia Masters. It's another title to grab. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> it's we'll gonna see all, gonna win all of them. So we'll see. Well, I want to fast forward before you go really quickly to the Open. 
So you jumped in the open. Well, you actually, let's go back a bit. You won the Mr. Olympia. Yeah. Who did you beat that year? How did it feel to win the biggest show in bodybuilding? Uh, I mean, I, I beat, um, well, Derek, Derek, who comes second? Yeah, Derek, second, Sean Clarita. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the top three at the yeah. moment. Uh, yeah. Beat them. Uh, and then the list. I mean, there is there's a very good guys over there, but uh, this is the most three competitive every year, like me, Sean, and uh, yeah. uh, Derek. Um, I, for me to win the Olympia, as you know, I am the first Arab uh, or from Middle East to win the Olympia to twelve. Yeah, that is, um, and then Samir Benut, as you know, he's the only one to win the actual Olympia, actually. Yeah, not the fifth, well, the Open Olympia. Yeah. And then for me to have my name over there after like short career of a pro, it's it's a very very uh, man. It's 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 very very nice to me, to my family, to my yeah. country, uh, to my crowd, and everybody's like. And I came out with a really good look as well. Yeah. So and then the year the year after I lost my title, come second, and then I come third. So I'm still in the top top three. Olympia. So, um, what year? What but, year was the Olympia win? Uh, nineteen. Oh, nineteen. I thought it was eighteen. 19. Sorry, eighteen. I come. Uh, I come second. Uh, third. Uh, that was Flexi's first. Derek second, and then me third. So this is your Olympia look. Is this when you won? Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yes, yes, yes. It's just very, very complete. Like everything is, like your physique is. So Derek is a little bigger. Did you beat him because your conditioning was better, or yeah, what, what was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My condition. Yeah, Derek. He was a bit off. I mean, Derek. He stuck. I think always you told Derek he's stuck in between. Yeah, um, he has to suck down to yeah. look, but and that's that's probably his problem. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I think his open class for him maybe he will do better in open class. So yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty incredible, man. This is a really, really good lineup. We got he days yeah, here. Yeah. He days here. I mean, Askanani. It's uh, incredible. How old were you when you won the Olympia? Uh, that's 2019. I was like 20, 47, 47. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, uh, okay. <laughs> so you won all the titles. You're 47 years old. And now. At 51, you're like, I'm going to enter the Open. How did it feel to stand yeah. on stage with the Open guys? Because that's the big, that's the big show, right? So it's a big show. This, this is why, that's why for me, always there's a challenge. Yeah. And I feel good to be honest. I felt really, really good. Yeah. So, and I, to be honest, when I came here, I said, what shall I do? Something to make publicity, to make like, uh, you know, uh, to do to do 12 is not going to be a big deal. Yeah, and I've always wanted to do like an open to see myself. I mean, yeah, because I was like I said with the with the amateur days, I was competing with the overall with the big guy. I've been I've been doing well. Yeah, so it's, I think I spoke to Chris. I said I want to do an open show. He said mm -hmm. why? I said he said well maybe maybe you're not gonna be. Uh, I mean maybe they wouldn't want you like even. I don't think you're gonna be like judged properly. Yeah. Because open, they always go for mass, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, I'm not doing it to win. And I'm yeah. just doing it for publicity because when I do it, they're just people to know that I came here, I live here now, 
yeah. it'll be for a business because I'm to be honest, I'm thinking to move but sell my gym in England and I I do a gym here. This is the plan. Mm-hmm. I want to do some more like private little gym. So I said, just for business. They said, well, if it's that, okay, we 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 will do it. And then start training, start doing it. <laughs> but and, but wait a minute. Was it really for business or was it part of you that really wanted to see where you would stack up? Both. Both. Yeah. I want to see, yeah, be. because, yeah, because to be honest, I've always get ready uh, three, four weeks before the show. Yeah. Always get ready early because I start like my prep early. Yeah. And I like, I'm in like 220 or 217, 18. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm really yeah. like ready. So yeah. it's exactly, exactly what happened this year. Yeah. Um, I was 218 at Tampa and I was 220 at the, um, uh, the Texas, Texas. Pro. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like um, I did it. I felt really good. I think I felt I looked the best I've ever looked. You look pretty. Phenomenal. I was with, I was in Tampa. With, you look phenomenal. Yeah, with that fullness I get, whatever. I think that's me. So now I'll go back to two twelve. I don't know what what's going to happen. You're gonna have to suffer and get back down. So, <laughs> oh God, yeah. Are you? Is there any more open shows this year that you're going to do, or are you are you going nah, back to two twelve Olympia? Yeah, two twelve Olympia. To be honest, even 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 had a. I had um, an interview with Bob Chakarella, and I told him, like, he said, will you be open? I said, if it comes just to me, to yeah. me, because as you know, Fuad, you've got sponsor, you've got, like, your coach, yeah. you've got that. It's yeah. as a team. I work as a team always. Yeah. So I said, I said, if it just come to me, I won the last Olympia in Vegas, which is, and then they moved here to Florida. So now they're going back to Vegas. I'm going to go back and get my title back yeah. from, from Vegas. I yeah. say, go back to Vegas, gets what belongs to me. So yeah. this is to me. But I will ask Chris, I will ask this. Maybe he said, because no, if, if you look good here, blah, blah, maybe you're not going to look good when you go back to 212, whatever. Yeah. And the plan is like, I wanted to get my title back. So yeah. hopefully now there is no shows here. All yeah. the shows are abroad. I don't want to really travel. Uh, it's it's done for me. Like what I said, I, I got what I need. I got more what I needed, to be honest. As a publicity, Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, to be I honest, well, I, I, I you were there yeah. as soon as they came out and the visual. As soon yeah. as they come out, the crowd is going crazy. I it's know. like 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 I am in Tampa, boy. I've been here only eight months, <laughs> yeah. and I've got the love from these people. I'm really yeah. thankful, Tampa. It's 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 really good. So that's what I wanted, and um, yeah, well, I, I, I will I, hopefully I'll focus to twelve. I think people want. I think people live through somebody when they challenge themselves like that. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. you when you say, "Hey, I'm going to go against the guy who weighs 50 pounds more than I do, or 40 pounds more than I do," they're excited for you. They want to. I think people really want to see, "Hey, can this guy do this?" Like he's putting himself in a bad position, and he, he's doing it on purpose. And he's gonna. So I think they want to get behind you and see, you know, because I was there too, and I'm like, "Fuck, Kamal looks good, man." <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> do you think? Do you think you beat Akeem, or how do you feel about it? Or do you not get into that? You just leave it alone? Well, to be honest, I, I, listen, I'm a bodybuilder. I'm a love of the sports, of the physiques, which is we've been seeing at the at the old, like, 80s and 90s, when it used to be, like, Mao Makawi come second yeah. to Samir Benoit, uh, Lela Brada, all this, this kind. This is how I love the sport, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Because of this kind of physiques. Uh, I mean, to be honest, for me to beat Hakim, I think, I think the whole world seeing that, yeah. That I should have. I should have. But yeah. at the end of the day, this is the judges what they what they actually see. 
fair enough. I always say accept their their judgment. Yeah. But um, to me as a bodybuilder, I think I had him in a lot of shots. I had him in more different things, especially condition. Yeah. Um, but he is a big guy. He's yes. a lot of muscle. Yeah. So they judged they judged as a mass monster. It's an open class. This was all about. Yeah. Um, but with a mass monster, you have to have the condition. You have to have that. You have you have to have mass and condition, like what we see with the big guys. For example, Rami is the biggest guy. Yeah. But he wasn't in he wasn't in points. He's never won. True. He came in points. He won, so. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not really upset. I'm really happy uh, for these two shows. I challenge these people, and I, to be honest, when I went to Texas, I had a lot of people came to me. We came to see you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, man, it's, I feel really great. So for me, I'm really thankful. I did what I have to do, and I got more out of it than what I was expecting. Good for you, man. So one more question I got to ask you before you go. And I, I hate to ask it because you've probably been asked it a thousand times. Is this Olympia the last Olympia or are you just going to compete until you no longer have the love for it? Like when, when is Kamal say 55 is enough? 50, 60? Like when, when do you decide to hang it up? Um, to be honest, for me, it's not just for me. For if, if it just comes to me, I'll be gone. I'll go next year. I will do it. Because yeah. that's that's what I want. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this time my wife she's got really upset. Um, oh, really? Yes, she did really, really upset. Especially yeah. uh, Texas. Um, it's like she said, "Come on, till when? Till when they're gonna not place you yeah. the way it should be?" Oh, she got upset that you didn't win. Not you didn't win. Like I didn't get my wife like should be. Yeah. Yes. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you meant I thought you meant she was upset that you just competed. No, 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 no. She was upset because she felt like you did better. Yeah. It did better. Yeah. She said to win because everybody can see that the whole because she was in the crowd. The whole crowd, the whole I said, you need to understand. I've told her she was really upset. Yeah. And I it she said she's saying to me, like, oh, that's it. You're done. You finish. You just do this Olympia. I mean, I think if I get whatever I expected or whatever I should get fairly for the Olympia in her eyes or whatever. Uh, I think she wouldn't be problem because I don't like to upset her. She spent a lot of time with me. She did a lot for me and she feels me because it's, yeah. it's, you know, you've been there for it. I mean, it's not easy. It's a selfish, it's a selfish sport. I take a lot of time from my family. Yeah. Um, so she feels that she says, come on, that's it. Now you did what you have to do. If you've been like getting what you should go, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So this is the only thing. If it just comes to me, I'll keep going. Man, sixty, seventy. I don't such care. A, it's such a gentleman's <laughs> answer, eh? It's all up to the uh, wife. It's all up to the yeah. wife when you. <laughs> hey, hey l- listen. Happy wife. What they call her? Happy wife. Happy wife. Happy home. Whatever. That's right. Yeah, happy so, wife. Happy life. That's happy right. life. Yes. That's right. Yes. Kamal, uh, listen, man, I, I really enjoy talking to you. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, this is great. Thank you for answering so many of my questions. I had all these questions in my mind about the Middle East and how it works and everything. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing your uh, your story. No, for what? I mean, I like I said at the beginning, your broadcast is one of the top. There will be a lot of people watching. I'm, I'm really happy to be with you guys. And anytime, anytime, if okay. I could be a new broadcast, I'd be more than happy to be there and answer whatever.
Well, maybe we'll do another quick one before you get on stage at the Olympia. Maybe we can jump on for 15 minutes and see how your prep went and all that before yeah, the final, yeah. before the big day. 100%, 100%. Anytime, just let me know. I'll be there for you. No worries. We'll, okay. we'll the whole crowd anyway. <laughs> okay, Kamal. Thank you so much for your all time, right. man. Thanks, bro. Thank you so much. Okay, bro. Hopefully, see you soon. Thank you, bro. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find Hostile and myself. And lastly, check out Hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear. Thanks again for watching.